0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Light like the World podcast, and I'm your host, LT World. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a writer, and I am obviously a podcast host here. And I'm just deeply interested in culture and beliefs and different religions, and just finding out uh, the defenses and the claims that people make, and just looking at their arguments and uh, seeing how they stand up to the truth. So, if you like what you hear, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. You can subscribe, and you can check out my website, ltworld.info. So. Without further ado, let's jump into it. So, last episode, we talked about the history of modern day feminism. So, we kind of talked about the three waves of feminism and how they kind of led into each other and what each wave indicated and what they promoted. And now, today, we're going to look at an aspect of feminism. We're not going to look at um, feminism as a whole because that would be a lot to cover in one episode, but we're going to look at one aspect, a a couple aspects of feminism, I should say. First, we're going to look at why do feminists. why do feminists still around? Like due to the fact that the we had the suffrage movement and stuff, why is there still a feminist movement going on now? And we're going to be looking at that. So are women treated equally in society? And we're also going to look at ability. So are we going to, we're going to be looking at what does, are men and women equal across the board? Like what does equality mean? And so we're going to be looking at those questions. So let's jump into it. So we're going to be looking first at are men and women treated equally in society? And we're going to be looking at from the feminist perspective and why a lot of feminists say no, Um, women are not treated equally in society and men and women are actually treated differently. And there's disparity and there's actually discrimination going on. So most most people probably heard this uh, statement before that women make 80 cents to a dollar that a man makes in society. And according to Pew Research, I'm going to give you the specific data that they normally pull from. So according to Pew Research, which is a trusted data collecting uh, research center, women made 84 cents to a dollar of men in 2020. And the U.S. Census uh, Bureau of Statistics, I think it is, claimed it's closer to 82 cents to the dollar, but they were, that was 2019. And... The Pew Research one is twenty twenty, so they might have been the same in twenty twenty, but the U.S. Census said no, it's like eighty two to the dollar. But in general, most trusted data sites are saying anywhere from like eighty to ninety. Um, your very very generous ones are saying nineties, but typically those are within specific specific geographies or specific regions or specific fields of study. So let's just say we're going to say like mid eighties is mid eighties to the dollar is what women are making to men overall, and so a lot of feminists will say that's discrimination because they there shouldn't be any there shouldn't be any discrepancy in pay that's actually due to sexism Um, that's what they would blame it on and also according to the san diego center on gender equity and health reported that roughly 38% of women experience sexual harassment on the job versus only about 14% of men and that also while adding that say about 60% of women receive unwanted sexual attention while on the job and men it's considerably less um so again it's just this idea that the reason why feminists are fighting is because there's a lot of discrimination that goes on within the work field not just economically but also socially they get mistreated they get mishandled they have uh there's a lot there's also reports of just managers not treating their female employees well or trying to take advantage of them sexually or um, asking for favors or whatever it may be and there's just a lot of other statistics that you could look at on pre-research on u.s census bureau on labor statistics Um, I can, I'll, I'll drop some links down in the description stuff for people to look at and on my website, you can find links as well. I'll put them in there too, but there's just a lot of statistics about women, uh, being turned down for jobs more than men do the game passed up for promotions more than men do and they just aren't able to climb the, a career ladder as easily and as quickly as men do on average. And there's also plenty of anecdotal ev- anecdotal evidence. And we can just look at the Me Too movement in the mid 2000s, uh, With the, about stories of politicians taking advantage of women, stories of people like Bill Cosby and stuff who took advantage of women, and just these famous people who get caught in like sex scandals, um or you have like Epstein, stuff like that. So there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that just women get mistreated in society by men. Uh, specifically men in leadership or men in business such situations and it's just also it just seems to be kind of the idea that too like this you have this idea picture in like entertainment and a movies and stuff of the misogynistic man trying to hold down the woman and as we saw in the last episode there is a history to this there is a history of men trying to suppress women and so it would make sense that even to this day that there's going to that's going to be going on so there's also just a common sense argument to this that since there was oppression towards women in the past there's going to be oppression towards women now and that's not going to change drastically because culture takes a while to change and also there's some other statistics and other things that they will use um, or at least that i've seen it argued for so according to pew research in 2016 this was before the pandemic only roughly 17 percent of stay-at-home parents were fathers most of them were mothers so that would be an argument more from social norms because as we be talk about critical theory a lot of oppression is argued to be coming from social norms or social expectations. And so since about 17% of women, I mean, since 17% of men make up only stay home parents about then, that means 83% of women make up stay at home parents. Uh, they would say that stunts career growth, which it does. Uh, if you're staying at home to be with your kid, you're not going out on your career. You're not going to be growing. You're not going to be fighting for a higher income. And so since outcomes and comparable numbers are drastically different, uh, a lot of times they will, feminists will argue this is a sign of sexism. Um, This is a sign that women are being mistreated and we need equity as the word goes. And that's why a lot of women fight or a lot of feminists fight for what they would call equal rights or equal representation. And normally it's not really governmental bills. It's more like social change, um, more or less. But of course, there's always counter arguments to these things. And the, and the first one is correlation and causation are not the same thing. So I'm going to give a quick, silly example of what I mean. This is something I heard in a statistics course one time, and I thought it was kind of funny. So just because shark attacks and ice cream sales both increase and decrease at the same time, and they, they have some sort of correlation to one another, does it mean that they cause one another? So shark attacks do not cause ice cream sales to increase, and a decrease in shark attacks doesn't cause uh, ice cream sales to decrease. Actually, the reason why shark attacks and ice cream sales increase at the same time and have a correlation is because they both increase during the summer. Shark people go to the beach during the summertime. Therefore, sharks are able to attack humans during the summertime and ice cream sales go up in the summertime because it's hot outside and people want to eat ice cream. So there's a correlation there, but not a causation. So they would a lot of people will say on the counter side of this is that the same thing for most these stats. Since there appears to be a correlation between women and job discrepancies does not actually mean sexism is the reason. That does not mean the causation is the sexes or gender. There could be many causes. Um, For instance, Jordan Peterson, um, a well-known, more conservative um, uh, psychiatrist, proposes that there's multiple reasons, about 16 reasons, I think he says, for the discrepancy between men and women in pay. One of which he does say is discrimination, but he says that makes up a much smaller proportion than people would like to think. Um, and we'll go down, a, a, we'll give a little bit more reasons as we go here, but I'm, I'm going to just take, uh, let's just take it a step back. So let's look at the stats specifically that I just quoted on the feminist side and we'll, we'll see why some, what some people will say to them. So let's take for instance, the census bureau statistic that I quoted at $82, uh, $82 to a dollar is what women make. Um, I looked kind of at the small print. I looked at what their factors are taking and I kind of looked at the Excel sheet a little bit and I could be wrong. Again, I'm going to put the links in the description below. And if you want to check me on this, so you can check me on it. But what the, what the Census Bureau took into account was it quoted, it took into consideration full-time workers and their annual incomes. By what I could best tell, it failed to take into consideration careers and experience along with personality traits and hours worked, which are a lot of factors that play into how much a person earns and how much a person can make. Um, well, again, let's take the Pew Research statistic I quoted. It also, it took into consideration both part-time and full-time employees, so it took in a lot more people um it excludes self-employed people though which would obviously eliminate a lot of self-employed women who whether whether that be like blogging etsy or youtube or whatever it may be or they're running their own business um as a freelance worker whatever it may be um they will not appear on that statistic so it excludes those people but it also doesn't seem to take into account experience personality and other factors although i do think it did take into account specific careers uh, by what i remember the Pew research i do think looked at specific careers so like It looked at men and women within the engineering field and then compared their incomes. So it was able to do that. I don't think the Census Bureau did, but this one did. Uh, But it didn't seem to take into consideration personality, years of experience and other factors that would impact um, how much someone makes. And uh, frankly, the reason why not and the reason why a lot of these statistics I looked at do not take into consideration every factor is because it's almost impossible to. So take, for instance, personality. How do you quantify personality? You can interview people. You can interview a wide spectrum of people and then ask them a bunch of questions and then have a checklist and say, if they answer this question this way, they have an assertive personality. If they answer the question this way, they have a go-lucky personality. If they answer, so you can, you can do that. But one, that's very subjective to people's opinion of what assertive might look like. Two, it's also just really, really hard to um, actually put that into like a formula, into a number. Um, three, it's, it, it just doesn't necessarily make the most sense because people can also lie. They'll put it on the front. When people know they're interviewed, for instance, so when people know they're interviewed or asking questions, they actually behave differently than when they would be in a normal circumstance. So you'll have behavioral differences. And so there's just a lot of things that are very difficult about actually taking into account someone's personality and all these other things that make up why someone gets paid the amount they get paid. So these statistics are very subject to discrepancies outside of the purview and it's really hard to get causation then because there's so many factors that aren't taken into account that would impact pay uh, so um, and that's and and also just the fact that the stats then in this case seem to give a limited view and understanding of the actual problem or the cause of the problem and statistics don't necessarily speak to what may be happening they it can speak to what we can see but not necessarily causes and in regard to some of the other things like let's say sexual harassment within the workplace and stuff a lot of times they will say that people are too sensitive stuff i disagree with that i I, i'm going to go into a little bit my take on it um and by what i can best see and understand but see oh yeah those are and those are mostly the arguments that are put out front now Looking at both sides of the issue, I I fall so I fall somewhere with the middle. Um, I will admit that I tend to be a little bit uh, skeptical of statistics because I took plenty of statistics course courses as a business major and um, taking an economics major especially took a lot of stats courses. Um, and I I've seen how easy it is to manipulate numbers, and how subject to assumptions stats are. So like a lot of times when you do a statistical study, you have a lot of assumptions that you work with. And then you build off those assumptions, a study. Or you put into your um, formula uh, some sort of assumption or a buffer or like error, just in case there's an error, like you take into account. So there's a lot of just assumptions that go on. St- stats also is subject to your pooling. So for instance, if someone is getting, if a study is getting paid to get a certain result, they'll most likely get that result that they want. And then they'll post it as a studied research or whatever. So actually a funny example of that to tell you what i mean that ge one time when they released a new light bulb i forget what year it was but i think it was like early 2000s maybe sometime around there but ge uh, paid a group at a university to do a study to prove that their light bulb is more effective and lasts longer than other light bulbs and during the study the, the university actually discovered the opposite that the ge light bulb was worse than the other light bulbs and the moment ge found that found that out and realized that the university wasn't going to um help them out or uh, post a study that helped them, they pulled all their funding, and they pulled out all their funding from the university and they fled. That's an example of someone trying to get the the answer that they want. And so I tend to be a little bit um, hesitant about statistics because I just, I just know that there's a lot of factors going into it, but taking them for what the worst and um, as we go through the next section where I talk about the actual differences between men and women biologically and stuff like that, um, I do believe that there is a pay gap. So I do think it exists. Um, I believe some of it can be accounted for for sexism discrimination. That actually wouldn't surprise me. So as I said, the fact that there's the history that we have, that doesn't surprise me that there'd be still to be discrimination to this day because a lot of these government laws and stuff got passed. It was passed in like the 60s, 50s era, um, and 70s. And a lot of the people who are running these businesses and stuff at that time are going to be just really old at this point, but they'll still be in the businesses. They'll still be managers. They'll still be higher-ups. A lot of people who are in the in, working there are going to be older and still going to be working at these companies, working in the business field. So there's, probably, there's definitely still going to be sexism and discrimination, but as the generations go on, I think this will fade away. And I think there's a lot of reasons to believe this. So uh, if you look at the statistics, I just told you the present day statistics of what women make to men. But if you actually look at the trend, it's increasing. Um, the gap has been closing between men and women for years now. So you go from like the 70s to now, um, the Pay gap has shrunk drastically by a lot, and I think this will continue to shrink until several generations. So I think I think we just have to wait a couple of generations, and I think it will shrink because the stats is going like this, where it's coming to an equal. The gap is closing, Um, so I think it's just a matter of time. And I think partially also um, looking at the stats of people going to college, more women are going to college now than men are, or at least um, there's a trend of more women going to college and stuff versus men. And so I think as we see this trend as well, you're going to see women. Start making more money, and uh, they might get to a point where they're making more money than men because of this of the shift. So I think it's a matter of time in regards to the economic standards. And even Pew Research admits that there's multiple factors involved. So, as I said, I don't think sexism is a purely the reason why there's a gap. I think that's part of the reason why, but I don't think that's the full reason. Um, and there's multiple factors, and even Pew Research that I was quoting earlier admitted that by saying that when women get pregnant, they tend to leave their jobs and stay at home by their own volition by their own free will Um, so that's a factor that plays into why women make less there's also other factors as i said jordan peterson mentioned about 16. Um, some factors include different types of jobs so like u.s census bureau wasn't able to take account careers so like different careers pay differently Um, more women tend to flock towards certain careers than men do and those careers oftentimes don't pay as much You also just have other factors involved that we can go, go down, but those are just some of them. And yeah, so I don't, I think the, I think the gap since is shrinking over the years. I think it's just a matter of time. Once a gap completely shrinks and in regard to the harassment issues and stuff, I think that's more of a cultural thing. So I was kind of delving into that a little bit earlier. I kind of stopped myself before I got ahead of myself, but I think that's more of a cultural thing. And I think that should change. I think we really should change, um, what we teach, but I think the part of issue is With modern feminism is that it came on with the sexual revolution in the 60s and it promoted this idea that i can have as much sex as i want and that's why they fought for abortion that's why they fought for birth control and all these things i can have as much sex as i want and i can have no consequences of that and we're not teaching men or women um chastity or self-control in any regard and it's we're not we're not upholding self-control and sexual um self sexual self-control as a virtue anymore And if you take away that as a virtue, it doesn't surprise me that you'll see an increase in sexual harassment. Um, And I think so. We need to change the culture. I think we need to change the norms, but that would require um, us to change our perspective. I think on sexuality. Um, But let's uh, enough about enough of me staying on the soapbox here. Let's just let's go on. So we talked about a little bit now about the different sides and different takes about women discrepancies within the. West, west, this is within the United States specifically. So we looked at why there's discrepancies. We looked at what the feminists say, what people counter it with, and kind of like my take on it. Now, let's actually look a little bit at men and women. What does equality look like? So as I said, this episode, I'm not going to be focusing on are men and women, men and women equal in value because I believe they are equal in value. I think God created every person, men and women, equal in value. And I think most people aren't really arguing whether or not men and women are equal in an existential or a um, transcendent value way. But is there... What, but are are men and go, men and, men, and we, men and women completely actually equal in a sense of physical ability, emotional behavioral all these different things or are there differences at hand and much of the research shows that a lot there are a lot of differences that are rooted in biology and stuff like that and a lot of them aren't actually there's, there's a lot of things that are social and economic norms that could be changed or adjusted through cultures but there's also a lot of biological things involved. So I'm just, I have a few things here. I'm not really, there's not really a side. I didn't really do pro and against. Um, this one, I just kind of did the research and I'm just wanna share with you. I'm going to, again, put links in the description. You can kind of look at it yourself as well. But let's take for instance, muscular build. So most people already know, if you're an athlete especially, you already know that men and women athletics, men tend to be stronger, faster than women do. If you look at world records, The men's lifting world record for, like, uh, bench press is, like, I think 1,200 pounds. I think for a woman, it's not not even in the thousands yet. It might be. But there's a difference. Um, All these Olympic athletes, the fastest runner, the fastest runner in the world was a man. The fastest person was a man. All these different things. Because men, on average, are faster and stronger. And this is not because of any sort of social norm. But this has to do with biology so dna hormones and biological factors men typically have larger muscle fibers Um, and since men typically have higher proportion of muscle in comparison to fat compared to like women they tend to have more muscle strength and a lot of studies and these are not studies of like by politicians or anything this is like medical studies show about women have on average on the women they pulled from compared to men had anywhere from 50 to 70 percent of the strength of the men so the group of women they studied and tested for their strength, upper body, lower body, all that had about fifty to seventy percent of the strength of the men on average had, and certain areas were closer than others. So, like for instance, women are actually a lot weaker compared to men in the upper chest region, uh, but they about equal in. There were some, certain muscle groups that they were almost equal in or very close to being equal in. So, yeah. So in that regard to like muscular build and stuff like that, there's a difference, but then you also have behavioral differences and mental differences. So men and women in regard to intelligence are very similar. There's like no difference between men and women when it comes to intelligence and IQ. Um, They both men and women can be equally are equally as smart on average. So there's nothing really different about that. So when I say mental, I mean more about behavioral and trait differences and sexual differences. So a lot of studies, medical studies again, um, and I'll be putting them in the link here. A lot of them were government government medical studies, and stuff like that, trusted resources, show differences in sexual behavior, show differences in learning tactics, show differences in, like, emotional aptitudes, and I'll be reading, actually, a few lists here from a medical study, but first of all, men's sexual properties versus women's sexual properties are different, which shouldn't be a surprise, because that's why there's biological differences in regards to their physical types, Um, so there's sexual differences, men's sexual makeup is different than women's, and this obviously impacts how men behave sexually and how women behave sexually and what um, how men are triggered sexually and how women are triggered sexually. So there's differences within that regard, but that's not the only difference. There's also behavioral differences. So let me give you a few here. So from a medical study, um, this is within, let me see here, uh, what's the site actually called? So this is the U- U.S. National Library of Medicine, uh, National Institute of Health. It's a government website. And with trusted resources and doctors and stuff doing the research. And they have a few lists here of like behavioral differences between men and women. So they talk about here men do better in spatial tests and mathematical problem solving. Uh, women, on average, though, do better on verbal fluency and articulation and verbal memory tests. Um, they, they have differences in typically how they interact in social settings and uh, the, the people they tend to gravitate towards and the people they interact with. Um, There's also differences in aggression and violence and physical aggression and stuff. And a lot of these were just like studies, um, social studies, uh, observational studies, um, also biological studies and looking at the different um, hormones in the brain and the things that are firing. There's also differences in what type of diseases women will contract more often than men will and what men will contract more often than women will and so forth. So there's just a lot of behavioral differences, and a lot of these seem to be alluded, rooted, rooted more in biology and hormones than they are in actual social, economic, cultural norms. And then there's also just emotional differences that are noticed. Um, and again, this has a lot more to do with the hormonal and the mental side of things than necessarily socio economic, cultural norms, as these studies show. And also just statistically speaking, you can even look at stats and you can observe and take an inference from certain things that you can kind of see this. So, for instance, more murders, aggressive crimes, uh, assault, stuff like that are done by men. More often than not, men commit those crimes. More often than not, men commit the sexual crimes as well. Sexual harassment, um, rape, stuff like that are typically committed by men. But also then you have the other flip side. You have w- women are more often to be stay-at-home moms. Women are more often to um, gravitate towards like teaching careers and stuff like that. So, you have a lot of these differences that seem to be rooted in biology or hormones or things like that. And they have nothing to do with necessarily the socioeconomic cultural norms. And that's the only thing that, in reality, feminists or anyone could change. All that to be said is that Men and women are different. (laughs) Um, Observationally and through the studies and through statistics, men and women are just just different. Now, this does mean that men and women aren't equal in a sense of they're completely equal in ability, completely equal in what their aptitudes are. But this does mean that men and women actually can be more and less effective in certain areas. So men may be more effective in, let's say, a construction work where a lot of intense manual labor. Because they tend to be stronger, they tend to be more um, more hands-on or whatever you want to say, and so therefore they might actually perform better in at, in that setting than the average woman. The average man might perform better than the average woman in that setting. But then you would have something like I just said, well, like let's just say speech pathology. Uh, women would probably perform better in speech pathology than a man would on average. So all that to be said that there's differences. And that would mean that in certain careers, men will probably excel quicker than women will. And that also means in certain careers, women will excel quicker than men will. And therefore, that wouldn't be surprised to see that be reflected also in pay or be reflected in benefits or whatever it might be. Um, so there's a lot of factors that go into play uh, in regards to what you might call discrimination within the workplace. And a lot of things we need to take into consideration when we look at these stats about pay differences and stuff like that. But as I said, I do think um, the pay gap will continue to shrink as um, we see the trend continually leading that way. So, at the end of the day, in conclusion, I believe there is—I do believe there's a pay gap. I do believe there's some discrimination. I do believe a lot of uh, a lot of that's going to be closing the gap in the years to come. Um, I do—I do believe that there's differences between men and women in regards to biology and behavioral traits on average. Um, And again, when you deal with averages, the problem is people feel like, oh, you're stereotyping. And of course, there's going to be women who are much stronger than certain men. There are going to be certain women who are much better at things than certain men. And there's going to be certain men who are much better at things than certain women and so forth. Everyone's an individual and everyone should be judged how much they deserve to get paid or whatever on the individual basis. But then when you're speaking about statistics, it's all about the averages. So on average, on average, on average. All that be said, um, there are differences between men and women that may impact how that plays out in the socioeconomic terms. There's also um, just cultural things that will change over time and I do, will lead to gap shrinking. So, yeah. So that's kind of just the overview of that whole topic. And I kind of fall sober what's in the middle where I believe, yeah, there's some discrepancies, that th- but I just think it's a matter of time. And also I believe that some of these discrepancies are just to the fact that there are actually biological differences that will play themselves out in the socioeconomic sphere. And again, link's in description. If you disagree with me, that's fine. Um, But that's just kind of what it looks like from the research and from the studies. And you can do your own research and your own studies and um, check out all the stuff I research and look at other stuff. So (laughs) thank you for listening. And the next topic is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a doozy. Everyone's favorite topic, abortion. We're going to be talking about the history of abortion kind of looking at the cases that led up to Roe versus Wade and stuff and in light of everything going on. So I'm just really interested to go through that process and looking at the history. And then we're also going to be talking about whether or not abortion is morally right or wrong. And we're going to be looking at both sides. So if you look forward to that one, please check it out. And without and if you would like to hear more from me, you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also just check out my website, ltworld.info. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and follow along. And so, yeah. Now, go out there and like the world, my friends.